Hey, this show is brought to you by Figures Toy Company. Use the code in the show notes to get 10% off all your collectibles needs. Are you ready for some whoop-ass action? You're my macho man. Yeah, were you recording? We'll use the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit, what? Huh? I'm confused now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You lead, you lead, like... Right. And I'll yeah, cut it do. up and make it work. Are you ready for some whoop-ass action, brother? With a... Uh, with uh, Zachary Blade Caney here and my co-host <laughs> Christian Conrad. Whoa. And our guest here today is the monster hunter Bo Sawyer. Bo Sawyer the monster hunter. Right on. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And did you make notes of what happened or no? I didn't make any notes, no. But uh, Bo Sawyer, he talked. Over? He 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 talked about a lot of stuff. He talked about his 20-year career, stuff with his grandfather, and some of the stuff he's doing now. And like in the bonus content, he talks a lot about like his love for Marvel and you know his aspirations for being a physical trainer one day. I mean, we really talked about a lot, or he talked yeah, about a lot. Of, but <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of great bonus content. Speaking of that, if you want to hear that bonus content, go over to our Patreon page, and you get it ad-free. You don't have to listen to this long intro, so go over there and watch it. Get straight to the action of this interview, and you get that bonus extra of a little bit of a non-wrestling stuff. Um, but do you want to mention our sponsors? Yeah, our sponsors. We have a, a thing with a Toy Figures Company and uh, Aries Engineering Home Inspecting. If you want to buy a home, whether that's a trailer or whatever, <laughs> you can uh, call Peace. Say the Whoop Ass Boys brought you, and he'll give you 10% off. We also have our own personal content. Uh, Zach has a pick-fed company, BWF, and I write books that you can find on Amazon. Currently under the name C.E. Lecty, but I'm coming out with more books under the name Christian Conrad. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Sure we also have our Go... <laughs> I noticed that uh, we, we also have a GoFundMe, which is going to be a big help for aspiration of a film, the whoop ass movie. Um, so definitely go there. Could be a dollar, could be $10. Hell, if you got the money, $100. But definitely go over there. That'll help a lot towards it. And also, if you don't have money at all, liking, subscribing, sharing our stuff is also very helpful as well. Um, we're over on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and we're gonna have a YouTube where you can actually see our faces and watch it. Not just listen it to it over on Spotify, Apple, and wherever else you get your uh, podcasts. But um, are you ready to open up a can oh, of shit. some whoop ass? Did it stop recording? It just stopped recording. <laughs> Damn it! I guess we'll get straight into it. Um, 
where can everyone uh, find your content? Where's what's your socials and what uh, what companies are you currently working for? Well, uh, a lot of the stuff you can find on uh, on my YouTube channel is just under uh, the Monster Hunter Bo Sawyer. Uh, doing a little bit of a series right now. It's actually uh, the Monster Hunter vlog. It's kind of just uh, either a daily, you know, go behind or like on the way to shows or just general uh, life with uh, myself and my fiance, Lizzie Six, who also works for the World Wrestling Alliance that I work for. And primarily right now, that's, uh, that's pretty much where I'm at. Uh, I was doing OVW for a bit. Um, and then, of course, this whole night shift thing kind of screwed up the schedule. Um, but primarily, I'm putting a lot of my focus into the WWE because I'm telling you, like, our production value is second to none. It's an amazing company. We welcome everyone from any walks of life, no matter he, she, they, what color you are, doesn't matter. It's an incredible company. Love the place. Can't put it over enough. Um, Social-wise, we'll go. Uh, we'll start out with Twitter or X or whatever it's called these days. Right. It's... O smash U and B, the S and the U are capitalized. Um, let's see. Instagram, we'll go with uh, it's Worldbreaker82. Um, Facebook, you can uh, follow me on it's the Monster Hunter Bow Sawyer or on that fan page, or it's also uh, the Warwolves. Uh, I'm in a tag with Wildheart Alex Beretta, who he and I last night won the number one contendership for the WWA tag team titles. Um, and of course, we can't figure, you know, we can't figure, we can't forget the uh, all important uh, TikTok, which mine is Monster Hunter underscore Bo Sawyer. And there's another, like, what's the language on here? You guys just kind of like just shoot it off or what? Yeah, you're our third guest. So, we're really just uh, testing the waters ourselves. So, well, I was gonna say, if anybody wants to keep out and you're a big TikTok person, uh, Tuesdays I'm gonna start bringing back something back. I apparently have an alter ego named Cody, um, and we do a little series uh, restarting uh, called Tough Shit Tuesdays. So it'll be a little interesting. Awesome, awesome! Can't wait to. I think I actually follow you on TikTok. I don't. I don't remember who the heck I'm following. There's so many people I follow, but yeah, I try to keep up with all the local guys. So that's awesome. Yeah. But um, you recently posted on Facebook that you have been doing this for 20 years, and honestly, that's a huge, huge accomplishment. So, um, kind of tell us from the start. How did it all start out from 20 years ago? Yeah, well, from 20 years ago, I was a uh, skinnier uh, punk. Oh, my God. Let's see, 21, maybe. I was probably 21. Um, I'm actually currently 41, so I'm saying my age. But the funny thing is, <laughs> my age, I don't even feel like I've hit my prime yet. Uh, I'm 270 pounds, and I can still, you know, go on a mat. Uh, Cardio-wise isn't an issue. Like, I feel good. Like, I can hang with a lot of people. I worked with uh, Triple Crown Wrestling, a uh, post I just put up not long ago with Chris Crow, who he works a lot with New South Wrestling. Uh, one in there, and Chris is, I believe, 23. And he was absolutely blown away that I was hanging with him. At, you know, And we were going. I mean, we were picking up pace and going. And uh, he asked me how old it was after the match, and I told him, and he told me he straight up thought I was lying to him. So... I feel pretty good at my age, but uh, if we're going back 20 years ago, uh, I stepped into, like, I'd done little backyard stuff with friends, just goofing around, 
around, you know, just like just about like any kid would uh, that are big fans of the business. I've been a fan since like I could uh, swore since I opened my eyes and I saw the Road Warriors spikes and paint and it was done. I was I was like, I like this. <laughs> um, either that or it was Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe. But um, pretty much uh, the first time I stepped into a ring to do some training was in a small town called Ina, Illinois. Uh, I'm originally from Southern Illinois. Uh, the guy, I'm not mentioning his name because he doesn't deserve that credit, but the, <laughs> he was about as now and was gonna, he was gonna be my trainer. And I'm just like, all right, cool, let's go. And he, he told me that I had to take the biggest bump possible first. And then all the rest of them would be easy. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. So, just a little nugget, a little food for thought. Anybody listening, anybody going to catch that? That is not right. That is dumb. Don't do it. So my very first bump I ever took in professional wrestling was a top rope superplex. Good Lord. It messed me, actually messed me up initially. Uh, I had a compression, uh, compressed vertebrae in my neck, and it, it put me out for a minute. And so I was still trying to, like, do what I thought I needed to do to train for wrestling. But then I actually moved to Iowa for a year in 2005 um, and pursued the whole, uh, you know, MMA was huge back then. And I moved up to Iowa, uh, got to hang out with Matt Hughes a little bit as a UFC legend, uh, training his gym a little bit, then went to uh, Clinton, Iowa, had some, uh, they were basically like glorified tough man fights, and I went eight no. I was very, uh, very happy with that, but realized it wasn't what I was really wanting. I wanted to be a wrestler, and this was not the way to do it. So I moved back to Southern Illinois, where I hooked up with the guys who I had seen at my local independent shows: uh, Homicidal Stephen Davis, uh, the Intimidator Josh Totten, uh, Thunderbolt Brandon Walker, and X uh, Allwork. Uh, the old school warrior who is still working today and I love him to death, but I uh, got hooked up with those guys, uh, got into training the right way, started from the ground up on the bumps instead of, you know, coming from the penthouse and <laughs> dropping down to the basement. Uh, so those were, yeah, those were the beginning early days. And uh, I'm going to completely level with you guys. I sucked. <laughs> I was horrible. Like, I came, I had this fight background. I was in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, straight amateur wrestling, and a little bit of Jet Kundo. And, you know, I'd watched pro wrestling for years and everything, but I got into a ring and I went blank. I'm like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so it, it took a long time for things to click. But when they finally clicked, uh, hit the ground running. And, uh, you know, a lot of shows in only Illinois and around the Southern Illinois area, uh, all the way up to uh, the Coliseum in Evansville, which the WWA had the last professional wrestling show in the Coliseum uh, due to they are closing for renovations where there were talks of they were going to tear the Coliseum down. I'm um, hoping that's not the case because that building has so much, you know, history, not only just the town itself, but professional wrestling history. You got to think anybody from Hogan to Piper, the Road Warriors, Andre the Giant, Ric Flair, you name it, they have stepped through the doors of that building. So I'm hoping it gets, it gets renovated because it's an amazing building. You mentioned Brandon Walker. Is that the Brandon Walker from the from the podcast with uh, Barstool? Uh, I don't think it's the same guy. Uh, this Brandon <laughs> Walker, he's very, he's very, very low key. Uh, he stayed kind of like 
you know, working like locally with the guys that I had mentioned, it was uh, NWC was the uh, promotion. I can't remember what it actually stood for, but this Brandon Walker also actually trained uh, Chuck Taylor, um, who mm-hmm. you know Chuck on to help and do some training with uh, a lot of training with Ricochet. So. Like I said, still into that uh, the Southern Illinois, like into Indiana a little bit, but uh, probably yeah, probably not the same Brandon Walker we're thinking then. <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering that, so that's cool. So, um, so you had a fighting background to start with, which is kind of surprising to me. You're from what I see, you're a real powerhouse. You're not really the the fight type dude from what I've watched. So that's definitely something I did not know about you. Ben, uh, you, you talked about the uh, the picture that got put up in that picture where I'm very baby Brock Lesnar. I mean, <laughs> I look at it now, <laughs> like, uh, like, you know, flat top, uh, no facial hair, and I had the tattoo. I was a huge Brock guy back in the day, and I thought it'd be cool to get the same exact tattoo. And then I realized, oh, my God, that was the dumbest thing I could have done. Um, <laughs> oh, I... Uh, that picture, surprisingly, like right now, I'm sitting at 270. In that picture, I was 205. I apparently I just carry my weight very well, and I was around. I wasn't really much of a striker. Uh, I my last fight I was in was with a guy who was a Golden Gloves boxer, and I mean, he just used me as a punching bag. He beat the <laughs> ever living hell out of me, and it was until that he like just uh. Had a moment of you know false you know, false insecurity or whatever, and I was able to shoot a double leg, and then he freaked out. So like any kind of grappling, I was fine with, but like throwing hands, I sucked. <laughs> I'll admit it. <laughs> but yeah, the power game, uh, I owe a lot to you know obviously my family ancestry, uh, my granddad, who is I will say is the greatest man to ever walk the face of this earth, uh, worked for Union Pacific Railroad for thirty five years and was nicknamed Bear. Um, yeah. He was, he was no joke. He would pick up ties. He would pick up railroad ties by himself. Um, he could, if you wanted an apple, he would ask if you wanted to chew it or you wanted to use a spoon, and he could put it in his hand and just squash it. And it was unreal. But then I found out I've actually got forty-seven percent Scandinavian uh, DNA. So there's a lot of Viking blood that runs through my veins, and I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. So. <laughs> That's oh, awesome, yeah. awesome. If not for him and my grandma, uh, they were they were big wrestling fans. And Saturday mornings, I would go uh, to their house and uh, we would watch you know Saturday morning wrestling, whatever it was on. And they kept telling me, it's like, hey, you could do that. And I just never thought anything of it until I got older. And I'm like, hey, I guess I can do this wrestling <laughs> thing. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we've been we've actually had two interviews already and they have uh, brought a lot of family is a really big part of their lives and roots and mm-hmm. well, that's great to hear i know my grandparents were are a big part of my life as well so that's awesome are you tired of getting your ass whooped by all your bad decisions catching up to you well buying a home doesn't have to be one especially with the professional home inspection by mike at aries engineering llc He's licensed, insured, certified, and serving Southwest Indiana with nothing but the best service. Listen, buying a home can be a stressful process. Let Aries Engineering provide you peace of mind before your purchase because no one wants to be stuck with a big, 
costly hidden surprise after taking possession of their new home. Whether it's a mobile home or a venue space, he's got you covered. He even checks for termites, radon, well water, and mold at an additional cost. All you've got to do is call Mike at 812-295-8417. Tell him the boys from Whoop Ass sent you, and he'll give you 25 bucks off a $300 to $400 inspection, depending on size. A hell of a deal for the safety and peace of mind it provides. That's 812-295-8417. Now, you might be saying, 300 bucks? F*** that. I just skip the inspection and grow mutant toddlers in my mold-infested <laughs> heap. Well, Mike will be the first to tell you the horror stories associated with trusting your realtor and skipping the inspection. He's found bat and coon crap three feet high inside the walls. Megalithic mice in the breaker box left by frat house cavemen. He found the neighborhood goat dead in a crawl space, and he smelled it from the driveway. And he's found plenty of mold so thick it could sedate a suburban pachyderm named Janice. Unless you're okay with your walls falling down while your wife's butt naked or have no problem watching your tween ride the lightning when she plugs in her iPhone, you probably need to be asking the questions, the big questions, and get yourself a home inspection. 25 bucks off, man! A professional home inspection will find the demons living in your attic and eradicate them! It'll save you hundreds, sometimes thousands in repair costs. Do yourself a favor and call Mike at 812-295-8417 and save yourself one hell of a bad day. Back to the show. Let's get into when you start actually becoming more successful in the business. When were, so when was your first title? When was your first win? What kind of that? Oh, wow. Well, probably every bit of it. I paid dues like crazy. When it came to the guys, now it's called, it was NWC, but now it is called uh, IWA Unlimited in Noble, Illinois. Uh, the Intimidator Josh Totten has taken over fully on that. Um, with those guys, I mean, Josh Totten, I, I, I don't want to say former Marine. I hate it when people say former this and like, he's a Marine, he's a Marine. Uh, you know, 6'5 and 280 and probably the smoothest guy ever at that size. And it's just not fair. Uh, him and Steven Davis, like they were my trainers and they beat the dog out of me for a good year or so before I had my first match. It's not like a lot what you see today, unfortunately, in the independence where you've got a lot of younger guys who will train for like maybe a month. and like, oh, I'm a wrestler. I'm like, come on. <laughs> it, it bugs me because. And like I'm old school as all hell as far as mentality. Like you want to have uh, guys that fit the airport test, if that makes sense. Like they stand out in the crowd, be like, "That guy's got to be something." Like you would see, oh, who's a good example? Like like Brock Lesnar. You see him walking through an airport or something, you'd be like, "That guy." There's no way that guy's not a professional strongman or, or a professional wrestler or something. You know, they fit that test. Got like Undertaker, Big Show. You know those guys that stand out. And of course, for me, the road warriors were a huge part of that kind of part. Why I have the goofy design 
do the I do the paint now and everything. And um, yeah, we're all right. I got lost. What was the question? <laughs> it's kind of when you started uh, finding success in the business and your first uh, major title. Okay, there we go. Um, pretty much, I would say around oh wow, two thousand nine. There was a company called. Sure, there was. Uh, uh, Lord, we were in Georgetown in the uh, in Georgetown every Friday night. I can't think of it for the life of me. But um, oh wow, UWC United Coalition Coalition. Good Lord, I'm old, guys. <laughs> I'm a I'm a kid too. So um, no, I won their head uh in my hometown in a steel cage ladder match weirdest match ever but uh i worked a guy by the name of human perfection wesley thornton real fun to work with very eddie guerrero like for a rich white boy uh it was it was a funny gimmick but he was a great dude to work with um he did the honors and uh in that match and yeah i won that title for the the first time. Um, wow. Yeah, I was trying to think. I was like, 2009? I don't know. But yeah, it was 2009. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I didn't. The funny thing is I really didn't start. Like, I just kind of floated around. I went from Cody Strong or Cody Ray Strong. I was just some kind of corn-fed meathead, basically. Didn't know what I was doing. And then it didn't uh, come until 2000. The end of 2010, going into 2011, I blew out my knee. Uh, the stupidest thing ever. It was on a lockup. I went to initially go lock up with somebody, and my kneecap, my right knee, I looked down and it's out. Like it had popped all the way to the side. And I'm like, oh. And I looked, I was in the ring with Travis Weir, uh, who's a lot of uh, up in Terre Haute. Uh, where Travis primarily had wrestled at, grabbed me by a single. I said, get me the hell out of here, pulled him on top of me for the pin. And when I did, it popped back in place, which was more painful than it dislocating in the first place. Um, was out for a little while, didn't need any surgery or anything. But when I was coming back, I didn't know what I was going to do. And luckily, a buddy had reached out, Jeremy Glenn, uh, better known. Well, he's since moved on to being a realtor. Um, Ox Sawyer actually reached out to me and uh he was up around over the Indi uh, indianapolis area and had reached out and said he wanted to like start tagging doing stuff uh what are you gonna do when you come back and i told him i really didn't know but i would love to tag with him i'd seen what he'd been doing i'm like dude your stuff is awesome it's that old old school 80s brawler just going in and just beating the dog out of people and uh he was like, yeah, I wanted to do like a brother tag, but like yeah, Cody Strong sounds kind of hokey. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really married to it. It just, it was a name I came up with and I ran with. And he was like, well, do you want to be a Sawyer? And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But like Cody sounds kind of weird with Cody Sawyer. And he's like, well, try to come up with a two-letter first name. And, I'm like, and automatically it went to Bo because my granddad actually called me Bo. Um, and my shoot name, it's actually legally being changed to Bo Sawyer. So there's a little bit of a, a little bit of an insight um, due to my actual biological father, who is a complete human piece of garbage. Um, anyway, moving on from that. So we ran as a, you know, 
Bowen Knox Sawyer. We ran a tag uh, probably about maybe six months, maybe not not even quite six months. Is uh, we ran for NWA Bluegrass, and uh, we had one match there. They really liked it. And the next match, we were going to come back. We were going to go for the tag titles. And the bad thing is, Ox, had, I talked to him previous to the that next coming up show, and he's like, yeah, so uh, I'm quitting. And I'm like, like, you hit me out of nowhere. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, he was doing at the time a, and he's a year older than I am. Um, he was doing a spinning package pile driver. And it was like really taking a toll on like his lower back. And like, you know, you, you can only imagine lot of impact with another person coming down especially in a spinning rotation you're gonna you're gonna hurt something and he just he wasn't healing like as good as you should i guess and his body was really hurting and taking a toll and i'm like oh okay so i'm gonna figure this out on my own and i just i was kind of like a like a backwoods bully there for the little bit but 2017 we fast forward the monster hunter idea it was i was you know throwing it around on my head and uh, started uh, finding like a steak and some other stuff and uh, finally hooked up with Blaine Black who was basically being the universal monster like he was doing like different old school horror characters and we uh, came together to form the Midwest Monster Hunters and uh, we ran as a tag and dude we like we lit up we went I think we held four different tag titles at the same time in different companies. And there's just something with Blaine and I, like he and I had been friends for years and it just, it clicked and people liked it and it was cool. And we just, we ran with it. And then until <laughs> 2000, Oh my God. 19. Uh, yeah. The early two, no, no, no. Uh, 2018, uh, blew up my left knee <laughs> in a match with Blaine. I would go do a bicycle kick and for some reason uh, planted weird coming down on my foot and it popped out. But luckily this was at the end of the match and not the beginning of the match. Um, so yeah, it was out for a couple more months and it just, it sucked, but I uh, got back and I've been rolling ever since. I mean, a lot of it now, I mean, if, if I was to work other places, like I have worked elite pro wrestling and do like going back to there from time to time when I have time, because I will say the uh, the WWA, a lot of our schedule, it's every Saturday, which I'm completely fine with. The bad thing is I can't work during the week hardly because of this overnight shoot work schedule, even though I'm trying to get back to days. Because let's face it, OVW is hot right now. And with everybody they're bringing in, I want to get back. Like I did the combine not last year, the year before. Uh, would have been 22. Would have been 22. Um, did the combine and I won. So that earned me a roster spot and anytime I want to come in there and I've reached out since then and, you know, since the show, since all that, which they're going to get bombarded with people with that. And I've been told I've got an open door. Anytime I want to come back, I can. So that's really cool. And that's a goal to want to get back to also, because like I said, they've got eyes on them all over the place, sold out shows ever since that Netflix show dropped. And I was on that Netflix show. For the first episode, for like two seconds, you see Al in a ring and a bunch of people doing like grills around. I'm in that group. And on the very last, there's a uh, a clip of they're like kind of panning over. And I see Jake Bravado, uh, Dexter, 
and another friend of ours, or Dexter Roswell, and another friend of ours, uh, Logan. And there's this girl, Jada, Jada Stone, I think is what she's, she's standing right in front of me and you can see the tattoo on my arm and pan back. And I'm just like, no, it's like I was there. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, for like a total of like four seconds. So, but it's, yeah, it's a good next one. Yeah. yeah <laughs> get it on the next one. So if nobody, if you guys haven't seen it or anything, it's a really good series. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I've actually, I've watched it all. I actually was looking for you because I knew you were working down there at the time. Yeah. Yeah, you had to look really quick. It was like, <laughs> it, like going around doing the drill. I'm there. Because that was actually the combine itself, which was brutal. If anybody thinks that you can just walk into OVW, which it, I will say this, to get a hold of the people at OVW, or it used to be, to come in and at least get looked at or something, it was pretty easy. But to get into that combine, earn your way in wow i mean it was i couldn't walk straight couldn't walk right for a week because my achilles tendon on my legs on both legs were so shot i mean the drills we do were they were absolutely brutal if you want if we can can we get into more details of that i didn't even i never heard of this combine before what what actual stuff have you done oh wow the combine it was basically a test of Physical ability, um, not only just in ring, but just you, your athleticism, um, your mind as far as like promos and uh, to basically think on your feet. It was pro wrestling boot camp 101. Um, it was the little drill we were doing where you had your hand on your head. You were shuffling side all the way around the ring. He would call a time or whatever. You switch you'd go the other way. You would do this for 30 seconds on 10 seconds rest. We did that for a half an hour. Um, we did push-ups the same way. 30 seconds on, 10 seconds rest for 30 minutes. Um, Hindu squats, the same thing. I mean, those were absolutely brutal. I know doing the push-ups, we had those black uh, mats on the outside, and mine was absolute. I sweat a lot. When I, when I start sweating, it's bad. I mean, I had one side completely covered enough to where I had to move to the next because I couldn't keep my grip on my hands to like push myself up. Um, there were those, we did some entering drills, like your, your up and overs in the corners and the other person would have to trail and you'd go back up and forth like 10 times. And then you would switch with the other person. I mean, a lot of entering just absolutely just blow up drills. And then, uh, the promo, apparently my promo really got over with, uh, Al and amazing Maria, who I always call my sister because of, we were big uh, Tracy Smothers people, and uh, I learned a lot from Tracy. He was always good to me. Um, I've run up and down the road with Tracy for a while, like especially in the Coliseum and in the Evansville area. And there's a move. I don't use it as often anymore, which I need to bring it back. Uh, he called it – I don't know if he called it that or somebody just called it. It was like the Sicilian Slam. It was – if you guys know the mechanics of what a Regal Plex is, it's a head and arm capture with – the leg it's up it would back and bridge back into a pin this one was just pick up and go straight down kind of like a uh, like road dogs pump handle slam or like rhea ripley's riptide like that in a way okay. or way of hooking it and uh i used it and he got to see it before he had passed and he's like hey man i like that you keep on doing that you keep on using that and i'm like all right cool i was like uh what uh what about wild eye and he's like oh i like it man that's that's good that's good like okay, wow, that's I've great. went 
honor because Tracy's one of those guys, man, undercover legend does not get near the credit he deserves for not only what he did in the business, but for like helping other people uh, get over how he was with crowds, man. You talk about a heat magnet, especially when it came to the juggle of fans. Oh man. But he was, you know, pops. He was the man. He was awesome. That's great. That's great. I love that. So you've actually, you won that combine. What, what kind of competitors were they in there? Were there younger guys? Were the guys older? What, what was the competition like? I guarantee I was probably the oldest guy there and a lot of young guys. Uh, Jay Malachi, who I'm, I think he works in the Ohio area. Uh, he's black, tall, lanky, like can jump out of the building, like athletic as all hell. Um, he actually, it was me and him. We'd actually tied and won. Um, it was us two, uh, like I said, Jake Bravado, who he works Paradigm Wrestling now and other companies. He used to work for WWA. Um, Dexter Roswell, who him and his uh, his husband Logan uh, run a company called Ignite uh, Pro Wrestling over in Indiana. It used to be Stride, uh, but they have uh, since rebranded. Um, trying to remember, there was only a couple others. No, there was more. There was more than a couple. Oh, I'm thinking. Uh, but as far as like name wise, I didn't really. I, I stuck with my crew, the people that I knew, and uh, it was like I said, it was brutal. It's uh it was one of those you don't just walk in off the street and be like, nah, I can do this. No, 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 no. And the bad thing is, like, the whole time, you know, Al's in the middle of the ring, and he's calling your times, but he's telling us, like, just random stories. And it's just, it's like, yeah, no. Back in the day, we had to run the stairs before our first tryout and everything, and then we, we didn't get to shower, and we had to put suits on. And so we looked good, but we stunk. And uh, we were just told just a good job. And it's like, oh, Okay, it's random as all hell, but I was a great guy. Like, I've been uh, Doug Basham. Can't say enough good things about Doug's awesome. He's intense as all hell for like with 50, 51, whatever he is, but like Doug can still go. Doug's amazing. And then Al is just so quick witted and just he's so helpful and instrumental. And if you ask him for advice, you would think those guys being on TV for as long as they did. And everything, they would be kind of unapproachable. No, they're very approachable, very easy to talk to. And if you're willing to listen and accept criticism, because if we don't have that criticism, how can we get better? Um, and very incredibly knowledgeable. Uh, this will work if you do this. Trust me and go out and do it. And it works. So, uh, yeah, I can't say anything enough about those guys. Very, very awesome. That's very cool. I mean, I... I loved. I watched the Tough Enough series with Al, and he's like, he's known as the best. To me, he's the best trainer ever. So you get in the work with him. That's very cool. The, so that's awesome. So um, but for a training aspect, is that something you're interested in? I know we talked with Clark Clayton Clark, and you kind of put him under your wing when he first got into the business. Is that something you really enjoy? Really helping. The younger generation, I do. Uh, and when I when you talked about Clayton, like I love the kid to death. Uh, there for the longest time, like I'll kind of break it a little bit. He's not my real son. Uh, <laughs> we had the rip going for the longest time that he legit actually was my son. And we would say, I don't look any. We don't look anything alike. But if you look from the eyebrow to the bottom here, we look exactly alike. But uh, 
No, he's my boy. Uh, I'm I'm extremely proud of him. Number one, he has exceeded my expectations, and he can only go up from where he's at. And I cannot wait to see him. He's gonna be on TV somewhere. There's no way he's not. Um, but when it came to Clayton, we were at a company that I hate putting over. It was called Tri State Wrestling, uh, in Indiana. Um, I'd seen him for the first time, and just his movements. Uh, his footwork was decent and like, I mean, let's put it this way. He's a good looking kid, you know? I mean, so there's, there's some, uh, you know, combinations of some things that like I saw potential in. And I remember I had talked to him and kind of give him a little bit of advice about some things. I don't remember specifically what it was and he actually used it. And I, and I seen the next match he was in and he used what I told him. I'm like, Oh, okay. Listen, cool. And we just kind of got to talking a little bit more. And, uh, we just, uh, this, this, uh, you know, mentorship friendship uh, just started blooming. And then I got him into IWAU and, uh, then we started going all over, you know, other places, elite pro wrestling, uh, you know, the WWA, um, just so many different places. And anytime we had time to train and get in the ring, you know, we would do work on the small fundamental things, the small things that so many people miss nowadays, and they just want to jump doing springboard 450s and stuff and, you know, Canadian destroyers, which I don't, I don't care. I hate Canadian destroyers so bad. Ah, it's so stupid. Anyway, uh, but no, with him, uh, he just, he listened and he was getting it. And I was doing, uh, you know, as the Monster Hunter thing, I was coming from Shotgun City. It was a place I had originated in my own mind, uh, population me. And it just, Something happened one time. I don't remember what it was. Uh, as far as like the Monster Hunter character and me wanting to evolve it and keep going, I'm like, I gave it to him, and he became the Shotgun City Sheriff. And my God, he's blown up, especially with him and Johnny Poke, his whiskey and warrants. Um, I'm extremely proud of both of those guys. They are doing amazing. They, uh, they've got like I think three tag titles at the same time right now, like for Elite Pro Wrestling. Uh, Envision Wrestling and Destination Six, I believe. If they, they're probably going to win like four more, I don't know. But they're 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 great. They're a great combination. Um, they work well with each other. They get great crowd responses, and just like I'm extremely proud of those guys. Especially you know, like and especially Clayton, like Johnny Poke. You know, he got trained by Doctor Tom uh, over at his school and everything, and that's all fine and good. And I love Johnny too. Great dude, but like. As far as yes, he's not my shoot legitimate son, but in the business, he's he's my boy, he's my kid. So I'm beyond extremely proud of him, and I can't wait to see what he does in the future. Absolutely, yeah. I always joked with the uh, Clark when he was first starting out. Is that is that your dad, Clark? And <laughs> so, <laughs> so awesome, awesome. So, um, uh, Elijah, if you have any input right now, you can chime in here i know i've been taking a lot of the <laughs> questions no you're fine i mean uh so the the whole monster hunter thing like did you like ghost stories or the show supernatural or anything when you were creating that yes uh very big supernatural fan uh i just right. don't <laughs> don't have the impala i wish i did um yeah that is one of my absolute favorite shows and like coming up with a character it was kind of like combining three things. Uh, it was combining supernatural, 
uh, Van Helsing and uh, like the big boss man. So I took at first of it, I took like a very tactical approach. And uh, I, I do have a side handled uh, PR24 nightstick that I had actually got permission from the family of the big boss man that I can use. Uh, I wanted to be very, I wanted to be respectful and very cool that like not just grab something and start doing it. And like, you don't see me walking around with a two or yelling and calling everybody hoes. Um, so I, I had ordered it and I wanted to have one just to have one because, you know, boss man is my number two favorite of all time. And because at a young age, my father was a cop and it just, it was real easy to, you know, stick with that. Like, Oh, my dad's a cop. That's my hero at the time. And here's a guy on TV doing the same thing. That's cool. That's what my dad does is what I thought. Um, but apparently my dad's just a jackass anyway. Um, so <laughs> now with that, it was just a lot of sitting and thinking and, uh, you know, especially when I got with Blaine and did the whole Midwest monster hunters thing. And he has so much yeah. knowledge, cryptids and all that kind of stuff. And like evil Nate Hewitt, he's a buddy. We've done some business together and that's all his gimmick is. So that was a match that was just too easy. Um, but no, like those early days, it's like, we just looked at, you know, like all the lure, the lore, um, like, you know, vampires, werewolves, uh, you know, ogres, trolls, the Loch Ness monster, the, the Mothman. I mean, this, that, and I mean, we just went off. Like there's one, I think we made up called the West Virginia vampire. Um, just, it was our, it was like our go-to. Um, and there was a show it's actually on YouTube. It's called hunting and bumping. Uh, it was just kind of like, a we would get done with IWAU on a Tuesday night and we just, we had free rent of the building just to like do our little show. And it was just, it was kind of stupid, like little sketch comedy stuff, but it was so on the fly. Just, you know, it was nothing was off topic. We just went and we just made up our own little show. We did like 50, 50 some episodes, but it was a good, it was a fun time, but uh, that's where it really started going. And it was just so easy. Like the matches were second nature. It's like, all right, what are we going to do for hunting and bumping tonight? You know? So, but, and like to now, um, it's, I've almost taken like the road warrior approach, uh, with the paint and the spikes and I keep the fur on there. Like the fur is going to be on everything. There's a new little piece of entrance gear that I have ordered that is very Craven the Hunter, uh, inspired. Um, so everything I'm going to have, it's going to have fur on it one way or another. It's just that, that Sasquatch I killed back in, you know, 2018, he's always going to be with me, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, that's a, that's the, pretty much the huge inspirations of the boss man, supernatural and like Van Helsing, you know? So those combinations are just, yeah, that it's fun because you see all kinds of different gimmicks. Uh, but like, I've not seen a monster hunter one, even though back in like, it was like 2019 or something like that. Chris Jericho had said he was going on a show to be a monster hunter. And I'm like, Whoa, what the hell? No, 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 no. You back up. That's mine. <laughs> you do every <laughs> in the world. You leave my stuff alone. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I think man. it's great. Oh yeah. It's, it's definitely fun. Boring. <laughs> yeah. Me and Elijah were talking before you got on here. And we were wondering if you had your own Sasquatch call. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, I've heard a lot of them. <laughs> I don't really have my own. Um, uh, well, not anymore. There was a whistle. It was almost like a train whistle that I had. It was a big piece of wood. And we were true. I was actually in the move. Uh, I live probably about 30 minutes 
east of Owensboro, Kentucky now. And when I moved from Vincennes, uh, it actually got broke in the move. And so I was kind of kind of bummed and just like, uh, damn it. Because like I used it before, uh, we were backstage at a show at, I think it was Elite Pro Wrestling, and I had it in my bag. And I looked at Clayton, he's like, don't do it. And I did it. <clears throat> and uh, dead silent. Like nobody knew what the hell was going on. Like <laughs> <laughs> something new. And I'm just, I don't even think I told the booker, uh, Stephen Mitchell, I don't even think I told him I was going to do it. I was just screwing around. And I heard him put it back in my bag. Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and nothing. So now I, I want to, that one's beyond repair, unfortunately, but I need to get another one. But definitely, if you hit up Evil Nate Hewitt, he can. He's probably he can probably just throw it out. I mean, that guy is amazing. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we plan on having him on someday. Hey, great dude. Love that guy. You live in your mama's basement and still collect toys? Well, I got the thing for you. Today's video is sponsored by Figure Toy Company, the best place to get your figures and your figure accessories. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh my, go to Figure Toy Company to get your wrestling figure accessories like those and use code breakpoint underscore wrestling underscore fed to save you 10% on $20 or more. So you've obviously 20 years, you've had a ton of matches, but what are some of your favorite matches? What's those uh, matches that stick to you the most? Um, I would have to say, you know, I hate to keep the, putting him over, but uh, Clayton and I have had a couple series of matches that were, uh, not only fun, but like we pushed each other and I don't know what it is like some guys and I'm not trying to put myself over as being some big intimidating thing, but like some guys want to push the button. They don't want to push the envelope and they don't want to go because I'm, I'm a chopper. I'm, I'm a grappler, you know, shoot by nature. Um, but some guys don't want that, but Clayton is not, was not afraid, still not afraid. We need to have another match. Um, or he pushes me. And I push him just as much. And so we've had a couple series. I can't really pinpoint one, um, but a couple other of the favorites that I've had here lately, uh, last, it was actually last year. Um, I had a triple threat match with uh, Josiah and Alexander Knight in WWA. And it was, it was actually a short triple threat match. We went way under the time that we were given but everything flowed so well. It was like a perfect like TV triple threat match and went about it real, like everything so smooth. Everything was spot on, no miscues, no timing of just like everybody looking at each other. Like, all right, what are we going to do now? Like it was effortless and it was so smooth, so good. Like guys like Alexander Knight, Ray Waddell, Chris Waddell, um, you'll ever get the chance to see any of the WWA product, keep an eye for them because Chris is very, very good at more of like the, the entrance theatrics, very big, uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage. And of course, Hulk Hogan, but like his in-ring work, uh, recognizing the crowd when they're popping, when they're on. And he recognizes that and doesn't just go spot, 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 spot. <laughs> Cause he's probably been doing this as long as I have. Um, and like him and Ray, uh, Ray's more the technician, more the work 
in the ring as far as like I compare him very much to a Chris Hero. Uh, he's a left-hander. He's a southpaw hotshot. Uh, and then Alexander Knight is a Tracy Smothers kid through and through. And when you look at him, he's a little bigger. Like he's like 280, 285. And you wouldn't think for a guy that size that he can move. Well, there's a difference between being in shape and being in ring shape. And Alexander Knight, you see him in a match and you want, I think somebody, it was Teddy King who doesn't uh, work anymore. Uh, was very in shape. He was like a personal trainer and everything. He, him and Alexander Knight had a match one night and there was a bet that he could blow Knight up. And Teddy came back curtain about 15, 20 minutes later, sucking wind so bad he thought he was going to puke. Uh, so Alexander, one of my favorite people, love him to the, him and Ray and Chris. Like, there's not really a person on the WWA roster that I, I don't, that I'm not a fan of. Uh, so many great people, and it's a big family, and I love the atmosphere there. And especially uh, like when having shows, it's very, it can be a little edgy. You're throwing out some words, throwing out some innuendo type things. But at the same time, for an event to be, you know, based out of Kentucky, you wouldn't think anything of it. Um, but the production value, like I said, second to none. Like, check out their YouTube channel, uh, the highlight videos, everything. Drake Jackson puts a lot of the highlights and the uh, the shows, the hysteria shows together. And that man is a wizard. He does some amazing things. But, uh, yeah, y'all get a chance to check Check those individuals out. Check out the WWA as a whole. You'll, if you're not hooked after this, well, I'll give you in some sort of way. So, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I love, I'm actually follow all their medias and all that. I'm a big WWE fan. I, I haven't really gone to much shows lately for any indies, just uh, life and all that, money and all that. But um, definitely want to get back into it. But um, there's someone in WWE that I actually know pretty close, and that's Zach Weber. And Clark's mentioned that you've wrestled him a few times, and we kind of have a connection. I have a connection with him, and so that's another young guy coming up that you've worked with. Yeah, he was um, actually uh, the number one contender tag match that we were in last night. I actually uh, worked mm -hmm. with him in there. So he's always yeah. fun to throw. <laughs> yeah, he's just a real skinny kid or – not a kid, I guess, but no, but no, yeah. he's still a kid. <laughs> to you, kid, yeah. To me, he's just a... <laughs> but Man. yeah, Trent, him, and me, we all started in the backyard together, so that's how we kind of got our connection together. So, nice, nice. very unique there. But um, WWE, WWE, uh, WWA, you're wanting to really focus on. Um, is there? You mentioned the family aspect. Is there any other guys out there that you're really close knit, like a brother bond, um, outside of the WWE, other than the guys you've mentioned? Um, I mean, you know, like I said, with WWA, there's like I, I will actually say in the WWA, uh, uh, Alex Beretta, my my tag partner, he was actually hit by a vehicle last November at his shoot job. And had multiple, multiple injuries. Like, uh, like it was like a shattered hip or something, a collapsed lung, a tear in a ventricle in his heart, uh, some head trauma. Like, was really, really messed up. And through the whole year, uh, just continued to get better. Uh, was able to walk. He wasn't really promised a whole lot because he should not have made it through. 
Um, and when he came through the curtain in Evansville, in it was either the end of September, or early October, um, the place absolutely erupted. So I'm very proud uh, of him. Glad that he is back. Glad that he's just he's an able functioning human being and lucky enough to be his tag partner. So very big hats off to him and I love him to death. But uh, Clayton, I mean, we got to put it there. Uh, one of the absolute closest uh, people I can even count. Like we still snap, you know, Snapchat on a daily basis, get to talk every now and again. Um, JC Carnage, who is a guy I have known since my Lord, 2006. 2006, if not 2007, uh, we have waged wars with each other. Uh, no matter what company it was, a lot of TSW, um, you know, other uh, promotions, he has since um, put down the, uh, the gear and is in charge of Envision Wrestling out of Vincent's, Indiana. Now, I don't know a lot about their schedule going forward, but. Uh, Envision was a company that started from the ground up was a vision of his and Brian Carpenter's and uh, they made it happen. And uh, going into the third year, I believe uh, I was their first heavyweight champion. So I'm very happy with that. Um, but they have a lot uh, to offer um, as far as what's the, what the future is for his envision right now. I don't really know, but as far as a person, uh, JC Carnage is one of those guys that he was, he was my best friend for the longest time. I mean, it's still not like he isn't. It's just, you know, family, everyday life, getting in the way, don't really keep in contact as much. And I actually was going to message him before I jumped on here. Uh, but very good dude would, uh, he's one of those guys. I know if I had something going on and at three o'clock in the morning, like if I would happen to be stranded somewhere or, you know, have something go on, I could call him up and be like, where, where are you? You know, I'll be there in this amount of time. And of course, the one person that I can't not put over is my fiance, who is a three time WWA heavyweight champion, uh, Lizzie six. Um, you wouldn't think like in this day and age, intergender wrestling is a thing. But like when I had first seen the w product, I seen her work and I'm like, okay it's like wow what it was kind of mind-blowing a little bit the things that she was doing and it was there was like no other females because yeah, then i would find out but like she trained with the guys with like ray and chris and alexander knight and they put her through the paces and i mean she's tough i mean damn that, like so <clears throat> initially there kind of drew me to her a little bit and then there was a show it was uh, the war of 2021. Uh, I remember Logan Legit, who had passed away, unfortunately. Her, her uh, yeah, Lizzie and Logan were very close, and I didn't know how close. Uh, I was at the, uh, the war event that year, and I kind of was looking over towards her direction. The Logan come over, and so warm and inviting and so bubbly, but like the nicest person you would ever have met. And I'm glad I did get to meet Logan. Uh, he came up to me, kind of popped me on the shoulder. He's like, she go for it. She's a good girl. Like, what are you talking about? And like, I was trying to play it off. Like I wasn't looking like in her direction. And 
he knew he saw right through it. And, uh, he's like, yeah, she, you should go talk to her. And I ended up talking to her a little bit. And unfortunately when, after Logan had passed, uh, I found out from Lizzie that Logan said it was going to be his mission that he was going to find her a man. And, you know, here we are in March, we'll be together two years. Uh, we got engaged at the end of July. And so, yeah, he, uh, I guess he kept his word. So we don't, it's going to be a goofy wrestling theme, probably wedding. So nothing on TV, nothing on her in a ring, but like (laughs) we is, and that's the best part. Like I, I have a fun tag partner in Alex Beretta, but like my life, like the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, who is absolutely amazing. She's an amazing mom. She's an amazing person, very loving, very giving, very, incredible but then you put her in a ring and that and the bell rings dude she's a badass she uh she up nails uh crazy as hell uh doing moonsaults up top of cages uh jumping off of scissor lifts i mean that's my girl oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a great story i love that i definitely i have speaking of logan i thought that was a very his his character and everything was just so great and very touching. That's that story you just mentioned with him. So that's great. I wish I would have got to uh, have more time and like uh, get to know him a little bit better because there was two events. It was Pride is the Devil, uh, one of their shows where I actually Clayton and I had wrestled for the first time on a WWA show, and then we came in for the war. And those were the only two times that I got to uh, interact with Logan. And uh, but like I said, it was just like and then seeing a lot of. Uh, you know, the videos, uh, entrances, matches, and he was so, like I said, he was so nice. He was just so warm and inviting. He just, just an amazing person. And it sucks that we lost him so young. Right. Absolutely. It was definitely a sad time from when I remember everyone. It's just, uh, but losing anyone's definitely tough. So, um, yeah, but we'll try to we'll bring it back on a on a happy note because there's a lot of a lot of big names in WWE. I, I keep saying E WWE, A A, <laughs> and honestly, you're one of the bigger names right now. I think um, I know when I first got became a fan of them, Willie Finesse was my top guy because that's where I kind of got into the. But um, what other big names that you think in WWE that are going to be um maybe up there to leave soon to maybe go in better, bigger and better places. Ooh, wow. I mean, that's something uh, I hadn't really thought of, to be honest with you. Um, but if, like, if anybody could, uh, just off the top of my head, like uh, a person like Josh Onyx, um, who I love Josh, great, great dude. Um, if there was any opportunities outside the WWA for him to continue to grow, not only as a performer, um, but like personal wise, if any company that would uh, want to bring him in and like get paid like very well enough to where like, Hey, that's the job. I mean, he's, I think number one um, and two others I'll put over are uh, Clay Williams. Um, Clay's really coming into his own, especially after uh, you know his rookie year. Um, amazing transformation from when he started to what he where he's at now. Um, and uh, I would say Brian Ramsey. 
breaking away from the uh, the Recknecks with uh, Paul Rickard, um, really, really coming to his own. Like, very big fan of Ryan. Uh, the work he's doing now compared to what he was he was having to do just to just to get in, just to get ring time, just to get into you know, try to do a story and all last year, the build of, you know, up next Ryan Ramsey and then getting cut off on the promos or even on his entrance. Uh, he's learned so much and he's one of those guys, he will take it and he absorbs wrestling like a sponge, man. Like he's, and he's old school too. Like big Stan Hansen guy, uh, like a lot of the eighties wrestling and stuff. Uh, but very, very excited to see like those three guys, they, I look at it this way. They have the world in their hand. They can do whatever they want. And I wish them nothing but the best. And I hope they do amazing. Like, I want them to stick around in the WWA. But if there is something that pops up and they can make a bigger name on a bigger stage and everything for it, I cannot wait. And I, I would love to see it. So, yeah, those three especially. Awesome. Great, great. Uh, another thing, you mentioned your face paint earlier. I know I, I've always... When I see it, it's, it's it's cool. It's obviously cool. But you said the Road Warriors were a big inspiration to that. But there's also another guy that you um, that we I think he he passed away last year that you kind of did an inspiration of of his face paint. Um, where did that? When did that all come together? And when did you really start doing the face paint? When uh, let's see, back in well, I lost a one of my absolute greatest friends I've ever had in my life in 2014. He was uh, Jesse Meredith. He wrestled as Drake Graven. And I always loved that name Graven. Um, so I wanted to kind of do almost like an alter ego uh, type of character. And there for a while back in like the 2020, the, the horrible, you know, year of 2020 that everybody remembers and wants to forget. I was trying to run as Graven. And uh, I did like the three claw, you know, face paint for a minute. And it was just, it was something different. You know, I love the road warrior aspect. Um, you know, anytime like I watched them back in the day, I'm like, I'm literally going to see somebody's head get ripped off because those were two bad dudes. And I mean, I thought it was something that stands out. And hey, if you're fortunate enough and a company trusts you enough, it looks great on a poster, you know? So. Um, I ran with it for a little bit and it just, it didn't seem like it was firing off really well. And in the beginning of last year, I kind of made the decision of, I'm going to try it again. I'm going to go back to it because I loved the tactical monster hunter aspect. Very big boss, man. Uh, you know, I actually have one of the night sticks that's actually got a stake on the end of it. A lot of people don't know that, <laughs> but, uh, which I saw things very, it could come out from time to time. Who knows? But uh, as far as like, I wanted to go with, well, I guess if I'm going to go up against monsters, the best thing to use is my own monster, my own creation. And, uh, kind of started playing around with the face paint again, what with the spot or the, uh, the three claw, uh, swipe. And it wasn't until going to OVW, I was tagging with Donovan Cecil, who is a monster. Good Lord. Probably a couple taller than me is in the strong man, 340 pounds. I mean, stupid strong for like no reason. Um, we were tagging together for a little bit. We were going to be a thing until my schedule switched up. We would probably be OVW tag champs right now if I had stayed. So 
that's kind of a big knock. It kind of sucks. But I started playing around with a little bit more face paint, and then I got way too close to Warhorse. <laughs> Outlined it in red, and then I did a little bit more, and I'm like, no, it looks like the same, but it's it's this. And I was like, shit. I'm like, no, it looks like it's the same. Uh, and then Draws had passed away. And if y'all remember when Draws tried to do the LOD thing, he had the, yeah. a different little uh, paint job. It was kind of like a combination of Hawk and Animal uh, to do it on own. And I'm like, okay. So I tried it as a tribute. And nobody got it except Chris Waddell. He was like, yo, it looks really good, even though nobody knows what the hell it's all about. I'm like, it's something. And from there on, I, like, I kind of was, I was sticking with it. And I'm like, okay, well, what if I do this? And what if I put something like a big diamond in the middle? And I'm like, okay, that works. And then when Alex Beretta came back and we were, I had gotten attacked by a tag team called The Exiled a week before he came back. And then it was announced, it wasn't even announced who my partner was to take on The Exiled. Well, then I put the red X for The Exiled. And I was going to do it just that one time. And then here we are, you know, back in the 2024 now, like months later. And I'm like, I'm still putting a red X on there. I'm like, yeah, it, it'll work. So it's something different. It's combination of, of animal, of hawk, um, and draws, honestly, all in the same. So I'm, I'm kind of digging what I have now and I'm, I'm probably going to keep it. So. Yeah. I thought about doing something with a beard, but I'm like, that's entirely just too much but i'd look like an indian <laughs> yeah i think it's looks great i think it's a good draw just uh even for kids adults whatever so yeah uh, and especially uh, when i yell you and run across the ring and hit somebody kids always say i hear so many you choose from little kids out in the crowd it's not even funny so i'm like yep i'll drive their parents nuts on the way home <laughs> awesome awesome so um I know I see on your, your page you do a lot of – you did a cosplay this year of – oh, I can't think of his name. Hellboy. Hellboy. Are you a big cosplayer or was that just a one-time thing? Or That was for uh, – like you're going to hear so much WWA stuff. It's not even funny. But WWA has a Christmas party and it's very – you know, I mean dress up, do whatever. I didn't have to do that. But like – when I looked at it, you know, I keep the the beard very, very different. But then when you look, it's the exact same thing like Hellboy had. And I'm like, and I called it last year. I was, that was simple, easy last year. Had the, uh, just a mask and some splattered blood. And I was Jason Voorhees, but I walked around with a real machete. Uh, I had to keep that like tucked in quite a bit. Um, but I told my fiance, I was like, we'll be Hellboy next year just as a joke. Cause I thought I would find like a mask or something and no, uh, actually that was all red acrylic paint, like the same paint that I use on my face. It was all over my head, all halfway down my chest on one of my, on my right arm, uh, because I had found a, uh, or no, 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 it was on my left arm because it was the right hand of doom. Uh, oh, dude, so much paint. It was just <laughs> paint ass and the horns were actually like foam uh what are they you can stick like flowers and stuff in them for like decoration purposes and we'd cut them halfway into like discs and there was liquid latex that was like glued onto my head 
and it was so close to my I'm surprised I have eyebrows. Like it was right here. And as we got done with the night, came home and I looked and it was like four o'clock in the morning and I didn't want to take a shower, but I looked at myself and I'm like, I can't go to bed like this. So as like peeling everything off and it's like curling around and going, I get to my eyebrows and I feel a tug and I'm like, Oh no. But luckily I was able to take everything off and nothing, you know, I still have eyebrows. I don't have to like, paint them on or like you know oh, dude, it was scary but like no I was really happy I got a lot of compliments from that um Vivka Darko uh who the, I think it's like drag monster non, non, non-binary uh was a huge fan of my Hellboy cosplay and uh so I got a lot of a lot of great critiques from them and uh could be some things happening in the future of like being in some movies. I don't know any details. Uh, this is just throwing it out there, but uh, some like, you know, independent uh, type uh, movies from Viv. So that's stay tuned. Cause that could be something like I want, I love wrestling. Like I love this stuff. I eat it up. I watch it constantly, I'm consumed by it. Um, but like, as far as not being in a ring, if I could help with training, somewhere or if i can do some like acting like i'm hoping to do uh little things like that to keep apart and keep things interesting dude that's that's the goal that's the that's what i'm hoping to uh go with well elijah do you want to tell them our our big goals oh yeah we we're actually we're working on a script um i'm a filmmaker i already made a feature film but we're uh we're making a film about wrestling with wrestlers, so it's like, oh, cool that you cool that you say that because <laughs> uh, the universe aligns, you know, things work out, and we're building connections here. Hey, yeah, awesome! We, awesome. Uh, yeah, it should be a a film about independent wrestlers with indie wrestlers. So it's like the community is putting it together to put on like a real show about it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I know a few people, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, connections definitely working out. This podcast is going to help with that, so that's going to be great. Um, but um, are there any other things other than wrestling? I know you mentioned the supernatural, the, the movie aspect, TV, gaming, uh, sports. Are there any other stuff? that really passionate about? Oh, wow. I mean, uh, weightlifting for me. Um, I'm in a gym at least five, if not six days a week. And uh, for me, it's something like, you'll hear people say, you know, that uh, things they do like that are very therapeutic. And for me, it's been a part of my life for the longest time because I used to have uh, panic attacks as before I was a teenager. It was like, it was a thing called duodenitis where it was a release of my adrenaline where I got too, too nervous or scared or some kind of emotion would like trigger it. And I would have a panic attack, but it would attack to my stomach and then would shoot out to my extremities, like my legs, my arms, and it would curl me up into a ball. And it was like, I could not move. And there was like three grown men trying to move me before and I, they couldn't pull me apart. So it was a very scary thing. So like weightlifting for me, it's like 
but not only is it those days, like if you had bad days, get off work. It's like, man, I got to get to the gym. I got to throw some, you know, throw some weight around and just, just to get this out of my system. Like there's that. But like, for me, it's, I'm not ripped. I'm not, I don't have abs like uh, Tyler Hawkins in the WWE, who's a complete jerk for having him, by the way. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, Tyler's in great shape. I love Tyler. Um, but like, I just, you always hear about uh, also, I have uh, two children. One is who just turned 13, and my son is six. And you always have those arguments in, in school at a young age, like, oh, yeah, my dad can whoop your dad. And I'm like, I want to be that other dad who doesn't, you know, <laughs> who looks like, oh, shit. It's like, and then the other dad, you know, kind of like dad bought out, you know, like flip flops and, you know, khaki shorts and whatever. And doesn't look like he's touched away in a day in his life and sits at a desk. And it's like, what did my kid get me into? And, you know, it's, they'll show up and face paint and spikes and all that. But anyway, uh, no, I, you know, I love, uh, actually, I love being able to help others. Uh, I've had a lot of people reach out. I've actually very seriously contemplated uh, dabbling in becoming a personal trainer. Uh, I'm not really, like, I'm kind of a recluse in a way. Like, I like being to myself. I'm at home. If I'm at work, I'm not at the gym. We're not wrestling. I'm home. Me and my fiance, we watch, we binge watch Survivor. We're just started season 28 and there's like 45 seasons. Um, we're, we're, we're homebodies. I mean, uh, or I do like enjoying, uh, being able to help people reach like, a, uh, like a fitness goal or, uh, just giving a little bit of advice. So I've, re- I've really thought about, you know, getting into that. And also I am a huge nerd. And the fact, like I collect, uh, like WWE elite figures or, uh, we, my fiance and I both we both like the uh, Funko Pops. She's big into Legos, uh, little stuff like that. But uh, yeah, but as far as I, I love my figures and everything, but I want to I want to look like an action figure. So that's why uh, gym and like just trying to be fit and you know it's just general health. Uh, you know I'm 41. I ain't gonna be around forever, but uh, I'm trying to keep my body the best way it is. You don't want to look and see like God forbid how long I'm still gonna be wrestling for. Uh, in a couple of years and you look at me and I'm just like wearing trunks and I've got like this big belly hanging over. I don't, I don't want to be that guy. So I want to, I want to look like a wrestler. I want to look like I'm in, you know, decent shape and I can move the world or a world breaker, you know? <laughs> so that, yeah, those are, those are a few things, you know? Awesome. Awesome. Well, speaking of figures, I'm actually, I'm actually a collector myself of figures. I got a whole arena behind me for I do stop motion <laughs> pick fetting. So, so oh hell yeah, I love that kind yeah. of stuff. Amazing. Yeah, I actually do it my, myself over on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all over. It's called Breakpoint Wrestling Federation. I don't know if you've seen it around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely a big collector in that. So that's cool. Um, but yeah. Um, Elijah's really big into the supernatural conspiracy type stuff. So okay. I didn't know if you want to ask him about that. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could just, uh, sh- you, you got any stories, ghost stories, monster stories, anything that's. You are the monster hunter. <laughs> well, uh, in Salem, Illinois, from where I'm originally from, um, we had two places that were always talked about, but like, never really thought anything of it 
Um, one was a place called Silent Willie's. Uh, it was <clears throat> essentially it was a, uh, a house that had been overgrown through like the middle of a tree line and the tree line was growing up through the house. And apparently the story goes, there was a, a incredible, like just mean, wealthy farmer. Uh, his name was Willie. He never talked to anybody. He was grouchiest old man ever. Um, some friends of mine back in my early twenties, when we were being very stupid, uh, <laughs> went, we probably had about five or six trucks and we're just goofing around. It was a rainy night. We went out and, you know, we put the, put the rubber to the rubber to the mud and slung it all over the place and, uh, came up to it. And I had one of my buddies growing up. His girlfriend was one who wasn't very adventurous, but she wanted to be a pain in the ass at the same time. So everybody's wanting to go into the house and go explore and come a little bit. It was like a two story house but like split in half from the outside it was creepy as all get out and we've got all the trucks are on it's probably i don't know february march still a little cold outside all the headlights to the trucks and like so there's probably six trucks are pointing towards the house and we're sitting there and you know everybody gets out and she has she begged me she's like we stay we stay near me i don't want to go in the house i'm just like all right, you know, I'll, I'll be nice and, you know, hang back. And then as soon as everybody's walking to the house, she's like, you want to mess with them? I'm like, really? It's like, you don't want to go in the house. You don't want to go explore, but now you want to screw with everybody. I'm like, okay, whatever. And she's like, well, let's roll the windows down. I'll count to three and we're going to yell really loud. I'm like, okay. So one, two, three, she screams. I yell all of the trucks at the same time, shut off. All the lights go out all the flashlights that are in the house that we can see go dark freakiest thing ever <laughs> like what the hell um so that happened everybody's yelling at us it's like how'd you turn the trucks off all at the same time it's like we didn't we've been sitting in this one and just it was it was crazy uh I do, like I said I had a huge falling out with my dad uh but he was a police officer and one of the stories that I was told by him who the night he came home, it just, he didn't look right, but he was out on patrol and he had seen a little girl standing on the side of the road and, uh, wasn't no big deal. I guess he had passed, but then something kind of clicked in his head. Like it's late at night. This little girl is walking and, uh, he had stopped and backed up and, and he said, Hey, are you lost? And she turned around apparently and just faded away is what he had explained. It's just like act was there as far as she turned, looked, and just like missed, like just kind of like faded the way how he had explained it. And of course, for the longest time, I was calling, no, whatever. But like, then you realize there's stuff out there, like whether people want to believe or not. I mean, there's some freaky stuff out, you know, like, I'm, do you have any encounter? Cause I'm curious. Like, I love this stuff. I, uh, yeah, I was in a backpacking trip once and I haven't seen Sasquatch, but I heard the call across the, it was like 3am. We were five miles out into the, forest just in in the thick of nothing and we're just sleeping and all of a sudden you hear oh 
and we just what the hell is that we thought oh. it was a woman screaming and then we heard it again yeah but then i have some some fairly crazy supernatural uh encounters myself one time i was walking through the woods and i see uh, an abandoned house that like is fully black and i've been to these woods many times but i had never seen that so i left and when i came back it wasn't there and i i've heard of this it's called a a time shift yeah so it's like as if something was there at one point and this was in odin right where that uh there's a story in odin about a burning house like a meteor came from the sky and burnt a house back in 19 like 05 and i think oh, it was wow. that house huh it, because the house disappeared and it was like completely scorched house like it was pretty right. weird yeah <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I, I can't like this is a part of the character like i need to like how Sam and Dean's dad had the book of the journal and everything. I need to write all of this stuff down that I like, I go up against sort of like, you know, Nate Hewitt was a perfect example. Uh, yeah. And I'm getting old of Nate. That's a guy to have on. Cause you two would have a blast going back and forth. <laughs> super, super good dude. So positive. About death. Awesome. Awesome. Love to hear it. Um, you also uh, mentioned that your grandfather uh, Bear was his name, was a huge well, inspiration. Name was John, but yeah. Well, yeah, his nickname. But uh, uh, I've been re-watching the show Hell on Wheels, which is about the making of the Union Pacific. Um, do you have any more stories about this guy? Because he sounds super interesting. I mean... <laughs> oh, my granddad? Um, yeah. First time that, uh, cause I, I didn't, when I had all the panic attacks and stuff being so young, uh, I found basketball and I was a big basketball nut for like throughout high school and everything. Graduated high school to buck 50. I mean, I was a twig and, you know, I was always around my granddad and my dad. Uh, we had a lawn mowing business together, which I have, we needed more miles and cemeteries and houses than I can ever count in my life. But like, uh, I just got tired of it one day and I wanted to work out. I just didn't know how to start. And then it got wind to my granddad and he took me to my first gym, which was in Salem, Illinois. And he went in with these big Smith overalls and, uh, you know, flannel shirt, uh, old, uh, conductor's hat. And, uh, Took me to my first gym. He said, there ain't nothing really to it. All you got to do is pick it up and put it down. And I'm like, okay, simple. <laughs> and he had a full-blown conversation with me when he put on a flat bench, put 225 pounds on, which is two 45-pound plates on one side, two 45-pound plates on the other, and is having a full-blown conversation with me, popping out about 20 reps. And you got guys that are my size and bigger now, just dead stop. Like, can't even warm up, didn't stretch, didn't nothing. Just ungodly natural strength. And guys are like, and he's just, and he's not like bouncing it off his chest. He's controlling it real easy. It's like, I always remember just put it up, put it down and don't let that weight control you. You control that weight. And just, I'm just sitting there looking. I'm just like, 
did that really just have those fake weights? You know, like today, like somebody would be like, uh, you know, a lot of videos have like the fake weights or whatever people were trying to impress. And we're fake weights. An old man was just like, I tried to do 135 after that. And for, you know, the beginning of it, obviously, at the beginning of something you're going to try is very difficult. And then you progress and get, you know, stronger from then on out. But man, that first initial, like seeing him do it just was mind blowing. And, uh, he would do simple other little things. I think there was a curl bar that had like a 45 on each side and he was doing forearm curls, just kind of popping them out. And he was talking to a couple of other guys and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, this is unreal. Like, <laughs> He was just so freaking powerful, and he was one of those kind of guys, like a handshake, you know, means a lot. And I always knew, it's like, I saw my granddad did to an apple. What is he going to do to a human? His hand, but he was, he, he knew his strength, and he knew that if somebody, all the grandkids always wanted to test it, though. And when you, t- you test it, just be ready, because you're going to hit the floor real quick, because it's going to hurt. <laughs> but that's he was he was an amazing man. Like I, there will never never be another. Uh, I actually, I'm a big. Uh, I love tattoos and stuff. And on my right knee, I'm actually in the future. Um, a Chicago Bears fan, even though we suck this year. Um, I'm actually going to get a grizzly bear head tattooed on my knee. Um, for two things: one, because of the Bears, and you know, for him. So, because he had the side, he could be a grizzly. But it didn't show up very often. It it came up very rarely, but man, what it happened. It was terrifying. Awesome. So wow, yeah, kind of wow. going off the tattoo thing, you said you mentioned you your first, was it your first tattoo was the Brock Lesnar tattoo or Yeah. It was. <laughs> so <laughs> what kind of inspired all your tattoos? Yeah, like it looked cool. It was it was a skull. I'm like, I like it. I'm gonna get it. And then like the next week, I got another one. The week after that, I got another one. But no, that first initial, I I didn't really think anything of it. I just like I might get into wrestling. I don't know. And then when I did get in, I'm just like, oh man, this is a big target on my back over here, on my arm, I should say. And you know, trying to work a lot of the style like Brock did back in the day because I was fresh out of the whole fighting scene. I was like, man, this is bad. I got to get this covered up. Uh, and then it wasn't until 2014 where my buddy Jesse had passed away. He had a full brick wall sleeve on his arm. And I decided then I was going to get the the, uh, the Brock covered up with uh, a big Marvel uh, fan, big Incredible Hulk and Thor fan. Uh, there's a series the hulk of the hulk it was called a split decision and the first um book of that series the cover is hulk like coming through peeking through like a brick wall splitting it apart and uh end up uh getting that cover and like trying to put that cover on there and there's a lot more work i want to do to it i actually want to take the infinity gauntlet and put my use my hand as a template and put it on my elbow and make that the infinity gauntlet. But I know that's going to be, that's going to hurt <laughs> right on the elbow. Yeah. So I don't know. I might just say, forget it and just brick everything, you know? So I don't know. There's still a lot of work I want to get done, but Hey, uh, if you want good tattoos, they're not cheap. So, right. well, 
I think unless Elijah wants to have any last second inputs, I think this was a pretty great ending here. We'll yeah, I think closing. it was a great episode. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, it was you mainly you guys, but, <laughs> <laughs> but what, you, it was working. It's good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I absolutely enjoyed it. But um, Elijah, if you want to do the ending here, ending question. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, uh, so you said you're big in uh, helping people and all that. So maybe you could give some last inspiring words for the next generation to come. Well, we look at it this way, whether it's uh, professional wrestling, whether it's trying to better your body, always remember this. The first step towards Muscle Mountain is to get off the couch first because you can't get them peaks if you're sitting on your ass. All right. All right. Easy. It's not even funny, but I. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, one thing I also want to add is, uh, since our we have a big goal in mind is this movie. So, what are your three biggest goals for your career in wrestling? Uh, three biggest goals. Uh, one, it's it kind of goes off Achilles. Um, I want to be remembered as far as what I did in the ring, how I was towards the company and the people in it, <laughs> and I want to be you know remembered as one of those guys like, uh. I was always uh, willing to be able to help anybody in need. Um, I'm just one of those guys like uh, younger, you know, coming up through my career, I wanted nothing but myself, nothing but myself, nothing but myself. But now I'm not saying I'm getting towards the end of my career because I still feel good. Like I still, I feel amazing. Um, but I know those are younger guys that are coming up. There's a next class that's coming up. And the business is always changing, always evolving, always, there's always something new. There's somebody new. I want to help that next generation, that next class to reach whatever potential or like maybe it's a, as far as like character development. They have a thing, in a, an idea in mind. Like I had the Monster Hunter thing that took me years to finally figure it out what I wanted to do. And when I did it, it went well. If somebody has something like that and I can lend a hand towards that, unlocking that part of their brain. And then things just flow. Like I would absolutely love to just be a be a hand and a part of helping uh, anybody uh, in that fact. Like whether it's uh, professional wrestling, whether it's you know uh, pointing somebody in the right direction as far as like a workout type thing to help them better themselves, feel better about themselves. Um, I kind of want to be known like hey. Yeah, yeah, podcast stuff. There you go. Uh, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a quick witted kind of a funny guy. I think uh, like any kind of improv. I tried to do back in the day, but like it was with my ex wife, and it just got awkward after a while um, because I was apparently too funny, and I dug really quick. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Like, there's so much out there. You know, like acting stuff like that. Uh, like, I I'd kill to be. Uh, I kill to be like a you know i'm a fan of slasher movies like you know uh, like Voorhees and all that uh i want to be a movie monster <laughs> so i that would it would be too hard uh not a small 
my guy. So, you know, put me in a mask, give me a weapon, and let's go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And third, I really don't know. I just want to I want to enjoy the Survivor. I want to get caught on the Survivor. <laughs> Okay, that's great. That's great. Um, before we say our buys, um, we're actually wanting to reach into the female department of the wrestling world and kind of get those that fan base in here as well. I, I've been having some issues reaching out to them. We're, we got a plan, but since you're here and obviously your fiance is a big time wrestler, Lizzie, uh, we were wondering if you could maybe say something about that, see if she would want to be a part of uh, the Whoop Ass podcast. Yeah, absolutely. She, uh, I know she did with uh, it was killing the business, uh, like Mad Max and uh, a couple other guys, and she went on there. And I mean, she's, I- I'm very outspoken. I will talk about anything, everything, and just rattle off all day long. Sometimes you might have to push a little bit to get it out of her, but she can be talkative, and she's and her story is very. It's it's very cool coming from because you, you get guys that have, you know. Well, I've done this in my career. I've done that, whatever. It's different when it comes to the female side. And I will give her a lot without giving a whole lot of spoilers to her story. You know, she's lost over a hundred pounds. Uh, she was, she'd gained a lot of weight um, when she was married previous and uh, her story of getting rid of that and then getting into the WWA and where she's at and what she had to battle through and everything uh, her bouts of depression and stuff, it's its pretty inspiring. And I think a lot of people would really benefit from listening to her story. Because I know, like, like, I'm a huge fan, and it's not just because I'm biased. But her story alone uh, is one I would sit and listen to and draw inspiration from it. Awesome, awesome. Definitely would love, her. love to have her on someday. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll say our byes here. And thank you once again, man. This has been yeah. great. Um You've been a great guest. Can't say anything else. <laughs> oh, guys, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. So, yeah, maybe we'll have you on again some other day because there's a lot more I know I can talk to you with. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Looking forward to it. All right. See you, man. Thank you. All right. Take care, guys. Right. Bye.